This is Continua. We're guided by music and grounded in science. Journey with us as we explore the intersection of music and health. We're diving into discussions with professionals and creatives. We're sharing information and giving you conversations to motivate you along your health journey. I'm Chloe LeBray. I'm Aliyah Abdullah. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to the Continua, Continua Podcast. Oh! Okay! Sips green juice. If I chase hoes, I'll probably be broke. wanna be, it's a hit for show. Yes! Mashing, dashing, getting dope. I'm not tripping off the rollers. Nice. Good oh, afternoon. Yeah. That was a vibe. That was a vibe. That was a vibe. Special request from our guest who we'll pull on in a second. But snack and snip, sip. Wow, I said snip. <laughs> snip, snip. Snack <laughs> and sip of the day. Yes. S-O-D. Chloe, what are you snacking on today? Well, the title of it is actually Macumbo Bean. And they are heavy, heavy in the omegas. So great for brain health. And I'm also eating um, some golden berries, okay. which are great. Um, well, berries in general are excellent antioxidant foods. And um, these are basically dehydrated berries. And, um, you know, depending on the ripeness, they can either be super sour or super sweet. Whoa. And it's kind of um, a toss up every time I put one in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> we will see. Side note, the, the beans that she's eating actually look like little brains. They do. Oh, yeah. And oh, I wish they're yeah, good for the they brain. Do. Yeah, I can't see it. So say it one more time. What are those things called? Macombo bean. Macombo beans. Mm -hmm. Dope, dope. And you, Aaliyah, what are you sipping on today? Great. Thanks for asking. I was about to ask myself. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I'm drinking matcha. <laughs> Good old matcha. There I we love, go. Yes, I love matcha. Um, you do love matcha. I do. I definitely do. It's great. Obviously, it does have a little bit of a caffeine boost. I actually drink it for the flavor. And okay. There's and not for the energy. Not not necessarily. Okay. I mean, I'm pretty sure I, I get get energy from it, but I, I don't drink it for that reason. I actually like how it tastes, mm -hmm. and I believe green tea is good for your metabolism. Mm -hmm. So those are two reasons. You believe or like you've researched it? I've researched okay. it. Okay. Yes, okay. I have reached it, researched it. Great clarification. <laughs> Is it just like a thought? Yes. It's just a <laughs> great clarification. But okay, cool. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So really quick before we get to bringing our guest on, we now have our website live. So you're able hey. to buy our Continua towels and our T-shirts, the dual purpose resistance towels that Chloe uses in the movement training experience. Check them out. They're dope. Very dope. Made from bamboo. Good uh, for the environment. Very good for the environment. Yes. Dual purpose because you can wipe your sweat <laughs> and you can save the environment. You can. You can. <laughs> so without further ado... We're going to bring our guest on here. This is one of my really great friends from college, Uncle Kev. That's not really his name. <laughs> Kevin Green. What's going on? Thank Kevin you for Green, having me. Kevin Green. Yes. Previous NFL athlete, now corporate pro. How am I supposed to say that? What's the slogan? Uh, pro athlete turned corporate pro. Pro athlete turned corporate pro. Yes. Mm -hmm. Boom. I like that. Yes. And let our listeners know, what are some of the teams that you were with before? Um, started off with the 49ers. Okay. Um, went on to play with the Carolina Panthers and then ended my career in Tennessee with the Tennessee Titans. Titans. Dope. Yeah. Yes. Very cool. 
And last but not least, go Trojans, fight on. Always. <laughs> you know I'm not letting that slide. <laughs> I can't. So Never. KG, thanks for being on the podcast course, with us course, today. I'm looking forward to this. I mean, it's something I've been wanting to do for a long time and join you guys' show. I, I love what you guys are doing. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. What are you What are you sipping on? Actually, Kevin has a green drink. Yeah, yeah. I'm drinking some very healthy, uh, very organic green uh, smoothie um, brought to you. But where'd you, where do we get this from? <laughs> <laughs> so his drink has oh spinach, mm-hmm. pineapple, mm-hmm. mango, and coconut water and oh. bananas in it. Exactly. Along with a Go Macro bar that is sunflower butter. Yes. yes so yes, basically, yes. Aaliyah just bought everything that she would eat and drink and just gave it <laughs> and to put Kevin. put it all in there. <laughs> <laughs> Like a garbage disposal. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, Hilarious. Man. Well, then we're all, yes, we're all drinking something green today. I love we it. are. That we are. Because we're with Kevin Green today. Yes, exactly. we are. <laughs> See? Boom. Look at look at all that synergy there. <laughs> Just falls so, into place. Diving yeah. in here. So, KG, Kevin, mm-hmm. when did you choose football? When did you start falling in love with the sport? Oh, boy. Um, I decided to play football when I was a junior in high school. Um, growing up, it was strictly basketball for me. Um, all the other sports, you know, soccer, baseball, and stuff like that. But basketball was always my first love. Football didn't come around until my junior year. Um, and that was from me being physically bigger than everybody else uh, in my class, high school and whatnot. Everybody kept telling me like, you know, man, you Kevin, go out and play football, like give it a shot. And uh, I used to hate when they used to tell me that because <laughs> I thought that it was a way of them telling me like, yo, you're terrible in basketball. basketball. Yeah. So like, <laughs> like that was like, the nice way. Like, bro, you suck. In oh my basketball, God. So you need to do something else. <laughs> so That's yeah, so funny. Junior year of high school. And so what was it like transitioning from basketball to football? Um it was it was a trip. It was a trip. Um because when I was playing, I was still a basketball player in my mind. I still wanted to go to college to play, to play basketball. So like the physicalities of football is something that took a while for me to like grasp. Um, I didn't want to get hurt. I was like, look, you know, shit, I'm just out here playing football, trying to get a little little bit of tackling going on. And then a couple months, a couple weeks later, you know, the basketball season starts off. So like, take your time, be easy, don't do too much, don't get hurt. Um, it was a tough transition. It, it, it took me a while. Mm. Mm-hmm. So mindset and also physically. So would you say that it was a form of like cross training, like obviously the way that you perform for basketball is different than the way that you would perform for football. It was just a lot of weight training, just lifting weights all the time. I mean, we were always in the weight room, just getting big and strong, eating hella food, Um, just trying to put on weight, you know, for for football because it's such a physical sport. So that was something that was like new for me, like always lifting because basketball players, you know, they lift, but you know, I'm not doing like crazy squats and hand cleans and stuff like that. And that's everything that I learned how to do I was playing football, so it uh it just came natural. And you said well, hang, the, hang cleans? Hang cleans. Mm-hmm. Like Olympic lifts. Yeah. Snatches and all that right. type of stuff. Well, yeah. the demands on the body are, are so different. Mm-hmm. In basketball, you have to be... Um, it's more of an aerobic sport, so right. it's more endurance-based. Right. So it's it's... You'll be faster if mm-hmm. you're a little bit smaller. Yes. Whereas football is so sprint or it's so fast twitch. So the more muscle you have, the faster you're going to be. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it, it's just quick, quick twitch muscles. Learning about that, learning how to, you know, emphasize on all that is something that we, we do all the time in the game. So mindset wise, 
like you said, I, I want to really unpack this, just getting into the the thought process of getting hurt mm-hmm. um, and playing the sport of football, starting obviously junior year of high school versus there's people who are doing peewee, mm-hmm. right? So what what changed for you? Um, that's something that didn't really come to me until I was in college playing the game. Um, I sat down with one of my college coaches and said, Kevin, you know, this is a physical sport. You're going to have to, you're going to break a couple hands, break a couple fingers. You know, you're going to get bruised up. You're going to get hurt. Like that's part of the game. Like that's what comes with it. But at the same time, um, you know, you have over $400, $500 of equipment on. So like, you're not really going to get that hurt. Like you're not going to die out here. So, you know, just throw your body around. Like that's how you get good at the game. That's how you get used to it. So just um, trying to learn that. And then at the same time, you know, because I was physically bigger than everybody else, um, I think just seeing how easy it was for me to dominate out there, <laughs> uh, I, I, I really enjoyed that. Because I've always been like a big, faster kid. I've been this height since I was in the sixth. I'm six four, and I've been six four since the sixth grade. So it's like wow. you take that, and right. then you know, like Wild. I'm starting to come into my body around you know junior senior year, mm-hmm. shoulders and all that type of stuff. Voice getting a little deep, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I basically, I basically just felt like a just like a grown man out there. I wish there was a video of this where you could see like Kevin's kid picture of like everyone else who's in the sixth grade, and then Kevin. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's almost like that meme, like which one went to the NBA? <laughs> right. So what what was it like? balancing school and your sport um it was in high school and in college in high school um in high school it, it was tough because when you're a student athlete you and you're trying to go to a d1 or d2 college um you learn about the ncaa clearinghouse right and so and then you learn about sats and acts and stuff like that and you know testing to go to college so you really have to like stay on top of it um i was fortunate enough to go to a private school in san francisco to where you know Education was first out the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went through my trials and tribulations of, you know, like, um, you know, just missing out on games because my grades were bad. Um, like, I, I had terrible grades when I was little. Like, I was in the sixth grade with, like, just straight Ds and Fs. So around, like, my eighth grade year is when I started to change things around and change the narrative and start to put school first. Um, but it, it, it is a full-time job because, you know, you have practice. You get out at, like, 7, 30, 8 o'clock, and then – you got to go home, study, do homework, and just that's like the daily grind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So same with same with college. Obviously, right. it's like you do it in high school, go to college. It's probably yeah. even harder in college. It is. It is. And, you know, because for myself. Because like autonomy. <laughs> well, for myself, you know, I grew up in Oakland and I went to high school in San Francisco. And that's 45 minutes away. So here you are. You know, I get out of practice at 7. I got to catch the train all the way back to Oakland. I don't get home till like 9.30, 9 o'clock sometimes. I got to stay up and study till about 10, 10.30, go to bed, shower, try and eat while I'm doing all that, and then get up at like 5. And do it so, all over and again. And do it all over again, mm-hmm. yeah. So it sounds like it prepared you it for, did. by the time you got to college mm-hmm. of just being able to ride the bike over yes. there. <laughs> ride the bike over to the field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so with your health back back in college versus how you've matured into manhood manhood now like what has changed what is different um i'm not going to call you out for for how you ate in college oh man You're but bad, right? well let's talk about it <laughs> should we talk about this kevin let's Ooh. go ahead and talk about it yeah 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 we talk about it we talk about it um my, my eating habits definitely have changed since i was in college um i think when i was in college like 
I mean, Aaliyah, like you, you remember just how broke we were being, you know, just on the team and stuff like that. Like we'll eat anything that's thrown our way. Um, <laughs> yes. You know, my, my, my buddy and I, we lived together for like four years. And I remember there were days like we'd get like Popeye's boxes and just like, you know, just hella chicken and just like ration it out. You know, it's like, all right, we'll eat a couple pieces here, put some in the fridge. And then like we'll put some in the fridge and just, you know, eat some later that week. And, uh, you know, ordering pizza and cup noodles and all that type of stuff. Now, there, there, there's training table at the same time, right? Um, but, like, you know I mean? You kind of get tired of that, eating that. Can we dive a little bit deeper into that? Mm -hmm. So I feel like there's this, um, there's a stigma about college athletes yes. and them um, basically being weighted on hand and foot, <laughs> especially football players. Mm -hmm. So can you talk about, did you have stipends? Did you... Were you on scholarship? And what was that like um, in terms of, you know, the food that you were able to eat and the places you were able to go and events that you were able to participate in? Did that play a role? It did. It did. Um, fortunately, you know, USC is a football first school. Um, that, that's that's what we're known for, football. So football players are definitely put on a pedestal and we're definitely like given the silver spoon while we're there. Um, we had stipends. Our stipend was, I think, like 1200 bucks a month. Um, and that was for like rent, gas, any other bills that you had to pay. Um, food was already taken care of. So, and then after practice, um, we'd have training table and that, you know, it'd be like, you know, some, some sort of meat, rice, vegetables, potatoes, something like that every single day. Um, and it sucked too, because at first they would let us like take a to-go plate, you know, like we'd eat, eat like a king and then take a to-go plate so we can eat some more when we get to the house. Um, they, SC cut that off. Where it's like you can't take it to go play it at all. So now mm. it's like you got to eat everything here at training table and then go home and starve with the twelve hundred dollars oh that you got for the month. And it's like, how are you gonna make that happen? Go to Popeyes. They got they got the the, the sale on Tuesday. Okay, come on, let's get the twenty four piece. <laughs> Ration it out. Yeah, I mean a football player's diet. You guys probably. I mean, what like what was your caloric intake? Oh my gosh, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I was eating at least about five to eight thousand. A day. Wild. Yeah. 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 Wild. And, and, and it's a trip too because, you know, you, you burn it off at practice. Right. So it's like, you know, you can eat all that stuff and it doesn't even really phase you because you're not just sitting around studying. I mean, you're out running in the heat, practicing every single day. Which was, it was, it was so interesting being friends with them in college because I was that per They used to make fun of me actually for mm. when we would go to dinner or when we would go grab food. And I was the one that was ordering hot water, hot tea with lemon for digestion. Yeah. And just like, it was it was funny because like they were eating anything, everything. And I was always the, what's in this thing? Mm -hmm. What's on the menu? Can oh, I have this? Can I have, can I change that? that. <laughs> Aaliyah was the worst to go out and eat oh, with. Oh my gosh. Twins. Yeah. I was the exact same way in, in college. Yeah, she, she looks like, mm, no, <laughs> calorie count, mm, added sugars. Nah, nah take it back. <laughs> We ain't doing that, KG. Come on. Let's go oh somewhere else. Oh, my gosh. Let's go That's eat so apples. funny. <laughs> yeah. Great times. Great times. So what would you actually, what would you tell your younger self about emotional and mental health? My younger self about emotional and mental health? Um, I would tell my younger self that it is okay to express your feelings in front of other men. Snaps. Mm. Yeah. That's right. Um, that's something that I think, you know, we as black men um, have a hard time doing. Um, expressing, showing emotion one, and then showing emotion in front of our male peers, because it's a sign of weakness, and we don't like to be shown as as weak. So um, 
I would tell myself, yeah, like, you know, it's it's okay to tell people how you feel. It's okay to cry. You know, get it out your system. There's nothing wrong with it. Don't don't be scared. Um, yeah, I tell myself that. Don't hold it in. Because when you hold it in, um, it makes you that worse of an adult mm-hmm. to where you don't know how to communicate with others, your peer, um, you know, your 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 significant other. Like, it's tough. What was that turning point for you? The turning point as far as being able to show my emotions or? Mm-hmm. Um, 2010, when my, when my dad passed away. My dad passed away from MS, um, going into my sophomore year of college. And, um, yeah, I think that that was like, my dad was like an emotional guy. Um, and I think after he passed, I was able to show more emotion. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, whether it be just crying watching a movie or whatever, or like um, just getting like um, emotional when something good happens, either for myself or somebody that I know, like, you know, kind of just tearing up a little bit, like, damn, like, you know, I'm genuinely happy for you, bro. Stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. Like, I think watching, like, um, what's that movie with uh, uh, Pursuit of Happiness? Oh, watching oh my that. gosh. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, like watching that. Like, <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> Waterworks. <laughs> <laughs> Waterworks. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, I guess you kind of answered my my next question, but yeah. how do you like how do you create a space for yourself um in expressing your emotions today? Um find some time to to be by yourself. You know, I I think that, you know, um even though I just said it's okay to let your emotions out in front of people, um I think that if you're not comfortable with that, just going in your room, going in your car, letting it out. Whether it be shedding some tears, whether it be screaming to the top of your lungs, you know, um, whether it be going to your room, hitting 150 push-ups, like, you know, wh- whichever way you get it out, do it. Don't mm-hmm. let it harm yourself. Don't let it harm others. But if you can find a way to get that out, do it. I love that. Don't let it fester. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't let it build don't, up. Don't. Because, I mean, you know, as as men, like, we do that. And what ends up happening to us at a younger age is stuff detrimental to our health like mm-hmm. you know you holding emotions i speak about this all the time you know you're holding your emotions as black men your whole life and then something bad ends up happening to your health you end up having a stroke at the age of like 35 40 you know something just astronomical because you've been conditioned to hold your emotions down and everything like that and it just pops um either in the form of like you know having a stroke alcoholism harming yourself harming somebody else doing drugs yeah, so like find a way to get it out early. Yeah, agree. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, agree. snaps. Yeah, <laughs> big, big snaps. I completely agree. Now that you have the experience of working through your emotional and mental health and and expressing that and letting that out, is that something that you've learned to do through your transitions from college to pro and from pro to corporate, or is this something that you're looking back in hindsight that you would tell yourself so that you would have an easier transition? Um. Mm, that's a great question, Leah. It's something that I learned to cope with through through my transition from NFL into corporate, because there 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 was that dark time of like a year and a half, two years where I was jobless. You know, um, you know that phone wasn't ringing, like I wasn't getting called back from teams, tryouts, or anything like that. I'm having to you know go back to Oakland, San Francisco, and coach kids and stuff like that, and just wonder like, okay, well, you know, how much longer am I going to do this? Like I'm creeping in on the age of 27, like you know getting to that 30 mark like bro you know you still gonna play or like what do you want to do and I think that was really a tough time for me because um I didn't know what to do it definitely brought me a lot closer 
you know, I mean, I've always had a relationship with God, but, um, you know, just definitely got me closer with him, you know, and talking with others and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, the transition of from football into what I'm doing now um, is definitely where I gained a lot of strength within my emotions and all that type of stuff. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you... What is the what is the mental health culture like in the football world? Oh boy, mm. it's uh, it's not good. It's not good. It's not good at all. It, it's something that needs to be improved on. Um, from the standpoint of like what I said earlier, you know, um, that that aspect of looking weak in front of your either superiors, your, your coaches, or or your peers, your teammates. Um, there's only a handful of guys in the league that have no problem letting their emotions out. You know, and and at times, you know, shit, you get called sensitive, you know, for 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 letting your emotions out, and that's the last thing you want to be called sensitive or soft in the football culture. Because if you do that, it's like, well, look, bro, I can't count on you on you know, fourth and third in the fourth quarter. Like, right? If you're sensitive, that, that mean that means that you yeah, that you're you're if you're sensitive or you're emotional, that means you can't handle your emotions, and if you can't handle your emotions, then you can't concentrate mm-hmm. when it's time for you to do so. On that fourth and third or fourth and inches or whatever. So um, due to that, you know, guys are not able to, I guess, show their emotions and let it out. And and they do have to hold it in. And because of that, they end up, you know, hurting themselves, harming others. I mean, you see guys doing stuff like committed suicide or, you know, beating up on their wives or girlfriends in the elevator, um, you know, beating their kids, beating their five-year-old kids like like it was a like it was a grown man for doing something like just saying no to them. You right. know, um, I think guys need to do a better job. I think that the NFL needs to do a better mm-hmm. job of um, allowing players to want to talk about emotions, mental health, and doing things to help it. Yeah. Because it's because it's tough at that level. Um, excuse me. <clears throat> it's it's tough at that level because you're at the highest level of football and you're getting paid millions and there's a lot that goes into it that a lot of people really don't understand. Like, like what? Um, from the aspect of, you know, say you are a young man from the backwoods of Alabama, right? And you grew up in a bunk bed until you left for college, okay? You go to Alabama, you play extremely well. All-American this, all-American that. You go to the NFL, first round draft pick, you get $100 million out the gate. The things that you are, that come into your life at within that time are things you have never seen before. And it's things you don't know how to handle. And then say, <clears throat> you have that same young man from Alabama who gets paid $100 million, who thinks he's gonna play 20 years in the NFL, he gets hurt first game. And then, you know, he's, the teams invest a lot of money, keeping him around. And then he's like done after like year three, you know? And so he's like, well, shit, you know, now I go back into Alabama and now I'm, you know, I don't have a job. I don't know what to do. Football's over with. Like, what am I going to do? Start drinking. You know, you start hanging out with the wrong people. Um, you know, you have, I don't know why I'm so short breath. I'm like getting emotional with this. <laughs> It's okay. It's real. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's real. It's real. And I think that people really don't understand, like, you know, what a lot of these young men go through because you're put in a position that you have never been in in your life. And you're put in a position that 
nobody has ever seen before. And that position can only last as long as the big man upstairs wants it to last. So, you know, knowing how to handle it, the things that go into being a professional athlete is something that only professional athletes, people, people that work within professional athletics can understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Of course. There's so many moving parts that spectators are unaware of. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, um, they just think it's all, you know, fame, money, cars, and all that type of stuff. Right. But um, that's, that's not, that's not, mm-hmm. that's not it. Well, on the outside, it is. <laughs> right. 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 That's, right. What, that's what we see. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, why are you buying the cars? Why yeah, are you, yep. you know, right. why, sleeping why with multiple women? Why are you, you know, right. there's a reason behind all of that. Yeah. Yep. That's yep. what we don't know. Right. Yep. I'm curious what avenues that you used or what outlets did you use to help you through this transition? Is it, you know what I mean? Fitness. Um, I want to shout your rent paid movement that mm. you have going on. Thank you. And how you're just maintaining and really throwing yourself into health, even though that's not your job per se anymore. Right. Um, no, I, I, it, it's, it's, thank you for that. You know, the transition has definitely been tough. It's, it's definitely been a beautiful struggle. Um, it was hard at first, you know, obviously going from football to, you know, working in the office and working with non-athletes and stuff like that. I remember the first time I went to like a public gym and when I was done, <laughs> I was like, what the hell am I doing here? Like, <laughs> You probably got so many stairs, oh too. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I mean, I, I I I literally walked in there and felt like I had no idea what the hell I was doing because I'm with people that are like... <laughs> so funny. Just people in there with no form, mm. not knowing what they're doing. You got guys in there just doing reps, doing bench press, and then that's it. I'm like, bro, you're not going to warm up? Like, like <laughs> you know, you got people in there taking pictures and stuff. So I'm like, oh, gosh. If this is what I got to look... Culture shock for you, yeah. I'm sure. I was like, this is what I got to look forward to, you know, when it comes to health and working out and stuff for the rest of my life now that I'm not an athlete anymore. It's like, oh, just going there with my eyes closed. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, you're talking about the, the rent paid movement? Yes, rent paid. Yeah. Yeah, talk to us about that. Got you, got you. So uh, rent due and rent paid. That is a hashtag that um, myself and a couple of my buddies back home started. And it's something that we did at the beginning of COVID um, to keep ourselves accountable, you know, for working out. Basically what it is, you know, you just take a picture of either yourself after the workout, while you're doing the workout, picture, video, take a picture of the gym stuff on the ground and just say, you know, rent due, rent paid. It's, it's always rent due in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And after you're done, it's rent paid. <laughs> and um, it just really caught, it really caught on um, throughout, you know, my platform and other people see it and they tag me in their videos and stuff. And um, I like it because I'm a big advocate of, you know, wellness, mental health, physical health, uh, people taking care of themselves. Um, I hate childhood obesity, you know, with a capital H. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I think that more people, especially during the time where we were on lockdown to where we thought it was just a couple weeks, a couple months, oh shit, it's a full year now, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is a full year. Crazy. Yeah. So, you know, anything you can do to get out and better yourself to give you mental clarity is, is is that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Now, I spell uh, rent paid with a with a three instead instead of the letter e. It is a three. So R three N T P A I D. Exactly. Thank Hashtag. you, Leo. <laughs> Hashtag that. Yep. Yep. Hashtag. Bar is low key. It kind of flows, right? <laughs> and so people ask me all the time, like you know, why do you put a three instead of the e? 
It's like, oh, is that just a cool way? Is that like a hip way to spell it? I'm like, nah. Mental, physical, spiritual. Like, that's what the three nice. stands for. So, you know, when I say the rent's due or rent paid, it doesn't mean you have to go out there and go work out. You, know, you can take a walk, you can go run some laps, read a book, you know, pray. How many times a day you pray, whatever. Go cook, anything. Anything to give you some sort of like clarity is mm-hmm. is is what the movement is all about. Nice. Yeah. I love that. Because there's people out there who physically can't go out and work out. Right, right. You know, from disabilities or from, you know, amputees or whatnot. And it's like, that's fine. You know, like anything, anything. Other ways to pay your rent. Yep. On a bike, you can be in a wheelchair wheeling around outside. <laughs> hey, you feel good about yourself? Rent pay, brother. <laughs> yep. So you, you mentioned um, a strong strong hatred for childhood obesity mm-hmm. and i'm right there with you yep. <laughs> um are you what are you doing to to kind of combat that and um while well, with that what are you what are you doing to combat that well i think i'm i'm, I'm I, I hate childhood obesity just because i hate what is thrown into these babies foods mm. you know i hate what parents are allowing their their children to eat thinking it's cute for little, you know, five-year-old Johnny to be all short, fat, and round. And like, oh, it's cute. He's stumbling over and can't walk. He can't run. It's like, yeah, because you keep giving them sugar smacks and egos and all type of stuff. Right. So I think there is a lack of um, lack of education. Yes. Mm-hmm. As far as what is in our food. Groups. Yes. Um, I think that the government should do a better job of allowing healthier foods to people who cannot afford healthy foods. Um, it's extremely cheaper to, <clears throat> to you know, grow carrots, apples, celery, and stuff like that than it is to, you know, make a liter of Coke, make a liter of root beer, stuff like that, make Pop-Tarts. So I think that, you know, one is there's, there's, there needs to be a better access to healthier foods um, for the, um, you know, for the, uh, I guess, underrepresented or just, you know. Underserved. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yes. Underserved people out there. Underserved communities, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think there needs to be better education um, as far as what goes into it. Mm-hmm. Added sugars is the worst thing in the world. Correct. The worst thing in the yes, world. Yes, it is. You know, I mean, there's there's like, there's no place for corn syrup. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, there's no need for There's it. no place for corn syrup in yeah. ketchup. Yeah. Right. There's no, yeah. Like, <laughs> What's happening? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which so when did you start identifying and understanding that as a problem? And I say that because mm-hmm. I think in college, like I, I knew this mm-hmm. and I, I I don't necessarily know if I was educating you guys or telling mm-hmm. you guys about it. It was just like by way of action, by choices I was doing things. Um when did you start to take it seriously as though it's an it's a problem? It more so came to me after I was in the NFL um, because when I was in the NFL, I mean, you know, I was able to afford to eat extremely clean because that was my job. Uh, when I retired, it's not my job, you know, so I can eat whatever I want um, because I'm not trying to get a scholarship. I'm not trying to get paid to play anymore. Those days are over. So, you know, the choices that were out there um, going out to like happy hours or seeing people what they eat during their lunch breaks and stuff like that in the office. I'm like, damn, like, you know, that's what you're eating every single day. 
another burrito? Chad, come on, buddy. Like, <laughs> come on, Chad. Like, I mean, come on, come man. Come on, like, Chad. <laughs> get it together, baby. <laughs> so, you know, just like seeing that, it, it would just like infuriate me because I was like, man, people really do not care about their health. And so to really get into it, um, my dad passed away from MS. He had multiple mm-hmm. sclerosis. My senior year, my mom calls me and my brother and sister and she says, look, I'm diagnosed as well. Oh, wow. You know? And hers is not as bad as my dad's was, but at the same time, it's like, shit, well, is it going to be knocking at my door in a couple of years? Right? So, like, I got to do whatever I got to do to make sure that, like, you know, if it does come, knock on wood, it doesn't. But if it does, I'm in the healthiest shape that I can be in to where I can either fight it off or to where it just it doesn't come to me at all. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that, that that's really where the um, the emphasis on, like, health and going against childhood obesity, coaching you know, little kids and stuff like that, you know, to where, like, you have a kid that's, you know, 10 years old and can barely make it up and down the court of the field with his peers. And, like, just the um, the mental capacity that it weighs down on that child mm-hmm. because they're like, well, you know, how come I can't do that? And him not knowing that he can't do that because he's overweight. And right. the parent... Not even realizing it. Not even realizing. Not even realizing. I mean... And then, like, you know, when he's done, the parent gives him fruit snacks or Gatorade. It's like, man, get that baby an apple. Give him an orange. Mm-hmm. Give him some water. Right. You know, like. Capri Sun was the thing back in the day. It was. It was. It was. <laughs> you Little, know yeah. Capri Sun. I know. Yep. Capri Sun, the box high C. <laughs> Oh, right. wait, you know? the, the little Kool-Aid. Yeah, little Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid ones. Yeah. Kool-Aid, high C, Capri Sun. Yeah. That, yes. that was the, that that. the trio. All that, that was the thing. Yeah. <laughs> totally. But no. you don't know what you don't know. You don't you know, know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. So I think there, there just needs to be a better education on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there needs to be, you know, I think it's even worse for like adults because it's like, look, you know you shouldn't be eating that. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, Do you, you, you know, though? Do you? <laughs> I think that, I, I, I think that when it comes to adults, it's like, you know, everybody thinks that to live healthier, to lose weight if that's what you want to do, or to stay fit, like you have to do crazy diets. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure we've all seen the little commercial of the, the dude with his shirt off on YouTube talking about, don't eat this, eat that, and stuff like that. And it's like, bro, all you got to do is just drink some water, take a walk, eat a salad every now and then, you know? I'm not saying you got to stay away from pizza and tacos altogether, because I still eat that stuff. But at the same time, moderation. Mm-hmm. You know, like, just, just, just because it's Friday doesn't mean, hey, it's time to get drunk. It's right. like, hey, you know what? How about you cut it off on Friday, leave it for Saturday? I wanted to go back to something that you mentioned a little bit before, but I think it's I think it might be interesting to talk about. So you said that when you were in the NFL, um, health was your job, yes. right? In college, though, per Aaliyah and you, mm-hmm. you ate like shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> for lack of better words, right? Mm-hmm. Like you ate like shit, you didn't care about your health. Right. But you were still like football is still this, you know, this glorified, you know, sport at USC. Yes. And not only is it glorified, but tons of money is being put into you guys as athletes. Mm-hmm. So where's the disconnect between health in college and health as a professional athlete? What you can afford to eat. Right. I, I couldn't afford to go to Trader Joe's every weekend. I couldn't afford to go to Whole Foods, you know? I, I I can only afford discounts at Popeye's, discounts at McDonald's, something like superior. that. Superior. Yeah, superior. I remember yeah. that. 
Like, you know, I I, I hadn't, I, I didn't have any money. I was mm-hmm. broke. Rightfully so. I was broke because I'm in college, you know, and, and that's what it is. So um, there's the aspect of like, you know, knowing what you should eat and what you shouldn't eat and then being able to afford what you should eat. Right. I there are two parts to that. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the two part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, um, which one do you think we should be addressing first? Because I think the the educational part is definitely something that's lacking. And then the affordability piece is mm-hmm. like a whole nother ball game. Right. Which, which one do you think is the starting point? The ability part and the education part? Yeah. Like, do you educate knowing that people can't afford, you know what I mean? That they're not going to be able to afford it? Or is it that we should be going the direction of trying to make more people it's the have ability. access yeah. and then educate after? Yeah. it's. Go ahead, Chloe. <laughs> she's ready she, she, she she's got, yeah. ready I got something to say <laughs> she got time for that question <laughs> I disagree I disagree I think that education is power oh I'm mm. I'm asking I don't have I didn't no. choose one I'm no. asking which one no 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 well because I mean I'll, you said I'll, the opposite right I was about to say ability you so, said yeah. ability okay I School disagree me. I think yeah. well no no I'm not schooling you we yeah. have d- differing opinions mm-hmm. I think that education is the key and if you know what goes in to foods, you, you'll understand that beans are extremely nutritious for you, mm-hmm. are extremely filling because they have a lot of fiber in them. Mm-hmm. So a, a pack of beans at the grocery store is like $1.25. So if you learn how to cook it, you learn how to you know spice it up, make it good, whatever, that's going to fill you up for football practice. Right. As opposed to going to Popeye's and eating you know $1.25, you know, 10-piece whatever protein 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 yeah, you know we won't yeah, get into that but yeah. <laughs> um and you know being being left feeling empty right and right, not right. um satiated right you know so i think it's all about edging pe- educating people on the choices um of food and understanding what goes into certain macronutrients carbs fats proteins and then Okay, then the affordability is like a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. But like I said, like being like things that grow from the ground are cheap. <laughs> yeah, you did say they that. They are cheap. You know? Um, so I'll stop my tangent there. <laughs> <laughs> Locked and right. loaded. She was right. No, no, you 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 are you you are extremely right on that. I think the education part is important. I think um after watching um what was a show on Netflix? Food Inc. There's a lot. Yeah. yeah food yeah. Inc. Food Matters. Yeah, I mean, like, oh my Remember gosh. when all that came out? I mean, yeah. I, I didn't, I, I was like, there's no way in hell I'm ever eating anything from McDonald's or like any, any of that shit. Um, I, 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 I feel like a little bit goes towards the ability because I, I, I think that what's thrown in our face is the two for 10 meals. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Is the, is, is the discount at Domino's Pizza, you know, mm-hmm. to where it's like that, that is what we see. The McRib is back. Where's it go? And why is it back in? You know? Like, that. that is what is a priority to us. That's what's thrown in our face. And you know why? It's yeah. Because yeah. fast, cheap, easy. Right, right. Like, things that are easy for us, things that are so manageable, that's what we, that's what we gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. You know? And these companies know it. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, of course, you're going to go for the two for, you right. know, two for 10 meal mm-hmm. at McDonald's rather mm-hmm. than, like, 
go into your kitchen and cook your beans, you know? That's not attractive. That's not sexy. <laughs> Unless you make it sexy. Yeah, I mean, no, n- nobody... Make sexy. <laughs> I mean, like, there, there's... <laughs> there's never going to be a commercial on, like, the importance of, like, celery juice. Exactly. You know, because... Well, why not? There should be. Why not? There should if be. If there's any creatives listening to this right now, well, why mm-hmm. not? I mean, I'm sipping this smoothie right here. Mm-hmm. And it's like... You know, I know, I know how good this is, but then there's memes going around talking about they're bringing the high C orange back at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that it. Wish the like fat kid in me is like, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> the fat kid in me is like, oh boy, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Too funny, like when the McRib McRib comes back to mm-hmm. McDonald's. You know, everyone's like, oh shit, gotta get it now. Yeah, like, yeah. It's limited time. Exactly, gone for the winter. <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> We're here to address that and we're here to, you know, make a little dent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what continue is here for. <laughs> I mean, I'm in the business of of habit changing, you mm-hmm. know. So, yes. you know, I understand that you can't you can't have someone go from eating, you know, fast food to eating, you know, a homemade salad. It just doesn't it just doesn't work and if it does it doesn't last (laughs) so it's all about making like small little changes so like even if you're still going to mcdonald's what can like what options are at mcdonald's that you can choose that are a little healthier for you right grab the salad nix the dressing (laughs) you know grab a burger nix the bun you know like things like that right to that to that point of of what chloe's talking about of have have habitual change wow habitual changes (laughs) Mm -hmm. um for you, for example, when you were transitioning out of pro sports into now being a corporate pro, were there incremental changes or things that you started to do over a period of time? Yeah, um, I started taking um, boxing classes. You know, when nice. when, when I was uh, when I first started, I, I'm at Salesforce now. So when I first started Salesforce, I was taking boxing classes, and that's more so just trying to find ways to stay active. Um, I hate going on jogs. I hate running, you know? So it's like anything that I can do that's like stationary that can really get a good sweat and a cardio in, like I'm all for. Um, and it's different, you know, like when, when you go from playing athletics to transitioning and you're sitting at an office nine to five, you're sitting at a desk all day. I mean, it's like that lunch that you ate, that, that brew that you ate, that thing is going to sit. Right here. It's going to sit. <laughs> You know, like, it's it's not like you eat it, you know, when you're playing sports, you go burn it off later that afternoon. It's like, no, nah, that thing going to sit unless you do something because there is no scheduled practice for you. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, your only schedule is, hey, it's five o'clock. It's time to get off. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I got to go work out. Gosh, I've been sitting all day. All I want to do is just go home. It's like, nah, right. like, you know, just. It's so tough. So you were looking forward to these workouts? Every day. Every day. Because even though I wasn't playing sports, it, it brought out that sports mentality in me. Mm-hmm. Got it right. To where I'm still, to I'm still sweating. I'm still, my heart rate is going crazy right now. Like Music you know, I'm, still blasting. Yeah, yeah. Like a, that, that part is what I, I'm. I'm in, I'm in competition with myself. Right. Yes. You know, and I think and, that's a testament to your discipline. Mm-hmm. And being, being an athlete, you can't just rely on your abilities. Right. <laughs> the mind has to be in the game too. Right. So, and then you know, obviously, when you mm-hmm. retire. Your mind is the only thing you have left. That's all you got. Exactly. That's all you got. And I think that my biggest fear, ladies, was, you know, when I retired, I didn't want to be the football player that five years later just blew up. Like, I got teammates that I played with at at USC, and I graduated 
what, 2013, so that's, you know, going on eight years, seven years, and they're huge. I'm talking about wide receivers, little cornerbacks. Dudes look like a 40-year-old uncle, you know? Huh. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, bro, like, you know, what 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 happened? Like, like what went wrong? I this may sound, you know, ignorant or whatever, but I feel that if you played sports in college, there should be no way in the world that like you lose that competitive drive in you to take care of your body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take care of your body. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be as extreme, right? But like something in you. Like, it, it just doesn't stop once you graduate. Like, you're telling me you spend your whole life working to get a scholarship, working to, you know, and once you're in college, you're playing to, depending on your sport, to play pro in that sport. So it's like, you know, as soon as it's done, what you just start eating Happy Meals all the time? Like, I never want to come around my old high school. I never want to come around SC and somebody be like, damn, Kev, like, what happened? I want them to be like, Kev, right. you look like you still got it. Right. You look like you can still run. <laughs> you, want, you want to motivate and inspire people as you are now, honestly. Yep. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to go by Sacred Heart, my old high school, and, and some you know little kid is like, oh, man, I heard you play the USC. Oh, you play for the 49ers. I'll run circles around you right now. All right, come on, bro. Come on. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, I, 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 don't want, I don't want a kid telling me that. So, I, you know, you know, as long as God allows me to run stairs and 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 take boxing classes and do push-ups and all that type of stuff, I'm going to keep doing it. Right. And mm-hmm. until, you know, until he says, hey, you know what, rest out. You know, <laughs> your back's getting a little old. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, 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 I think that if you played sports on any capacity, uh, whether it be just be varsity or just in college, like, don't let yourself go. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. You know, like, don't, don't, don't lose that competitive edge. Don't, don't lose that fire. And it doesn't have to be extreme. But at the same time, like, I mean, I feel guilty if I'm, you know, eat, eat some pizza and sit on the couch, watch Netflix all Sunday, and then Monday I don't do anything as far as to, like, get to burn that pizza out. Like, man, that's a sad day when that comes around. Yeah. You know, if I eat pizza on Sunday, watch Netflix, and then do it again on Monday <laughs> <laughs> without breaking any sort of sweat. Mm. Like, the day that comes, it'd be a tough one for you, boy. <laughs> I feel you. Mm-hmm. I feel like, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I feel like it, it kind of goes back to the education piece. And if you understand why you're doing something, you're more likely to do it. Right. Because as even as like a collegiate athlete, you weren't really told the why behind the what. You were just told what. Right. 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 You know, do this, do this, you know, in the mm-hmm. strength room, you know, rap, you know, rep out five, whatever. But like there was never any like, but what like why am I doing this? Why what's the benefit to me? You know? Yep. But I think if we like have that piece, you're more like after college, after the pros, mm-hmm. you're more more likely to continue doing it because you understand it, you know? Yeah. It's interesting just how the workout changes um when you go from college to professional sports. I mean, like, I can count on one hand the amount of hand cleans or Olympic cleans that I was doing when I was with the Niners. I was like, you know, we did it a little bit, but it was like, that was it. In college, like, you know, we were just constantly just throwing up weight, just, just, you know, put on more 45s, come on, get strong, get swole. And it's like, bro, that's cool. Cause I'm like, you know, I can lift a house, but it's like, I can't run, I can't move. You know, like I'm I'm, I'm, I'm not flexible. Right. It's like, you gotta be able to move and, and be an athlete. And so I think once I got in the league, I saw how guys start to take care of their bodies. I mean, there, there was guys in the league who, 
didn't even really touch weights. It was just all band work using oh, yeah. or using like the TRX and stuff like that, you know? So do you think it was a little bit more individualistic? Like college, I'm assuming you guys were blasting music and how mm-hmm. integral was music in that? I'm assuming oh, like huge. music was like the mm-hmm. pump up, yeah. all of that to Especially get in the zone. Especially at six in the morning. Yeah. Especially yeah, <laughs> at 6 a.m. Need some energy. Yeah. Right. Some what? Some Meek Mill. Some, some... Meek Mill, Jeezy. You right. know what I mean? That, yeah. Yeah. Wale was popular at the time. <laughs> so was yeah. that training room experience of how you guys all bonded and communed mm-hmm. and all of that through music in college, was that different in the pros? And it was now very individual and everyone started doing their own thing? Um, it was very individual. Very mm-hmm. individual. Yeah. yeah. In the pros. In the yeah. pros. Okay. In the pros. Yeah. And, um, you know, you can say rightfully so because it's like, you know, I come in as a rookie. I'm making 400 k Maybe the, you know, $12 million linebacker, like, he doesn't want to live with me. And that's fine. And that's fine. You know, like... <laughs> so there's a bit of a yeah. hierarchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's levels there's, to this. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. There, there, there's levels. It's like, you know, he he's not going to do the same workout that I'm doing. Right. Because there's more investing in him than there is mm-hmm. me. Right. So it's like, you know, hooting and hollering at 6 a.m., come on, you know, like, let, let, let's get pumped. It's like, bro, get paid $12 million. I, 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 don't, I, don't, need, I don't need that. <laughs> right, I don't need right. That, you know, and it's like, it's hey, like I can put myself up. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's proven that I can do it, and so mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's it's way more individual. I mean, there's the team aspect. Don't get me wrong, right? But like, uh, guys take care of themselves differently. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I just vividly remember um, back when you guys would sometimes be posting some of like the snaps or all those things in mm-hmm. the locker room, and yep. it's like music was always all the time. blasting all the jokes time. blasting all, the, all time. the time yeah and i'm pretty sure that's different yeah. the moment that you i mean I, I remember when i was playing with for the panthers like cam newton cam never really worked out you know with, like he, he worked out the same time that we did he worked out with us but it's like he had the strength coach he had one of the strength coaches like by himself doing whatever just doing other stuff like you know we're bench pressing we're doing pull-ups and stuff cam is like just doing all sorts of core work crazy core work, flexibility, motion stuff for his arms mm-hmm. and his shoulders and stuff. And wow. it's like, man, like, you know, there's levels to it mm-hmm. and it's different. You know, like Cam doesn't have to lift the same type of weights that I'm lifting right. because he does different stuff on the field. I was right. going to say, because yeah. you guys were probably different positions. Different right? positions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But in college, it's like, you know, we're all drawing. <laughs> Everyone's doing yeah, the same everybody's thing. Everybody's doing the same so thing. Yeah. Linebacker, the same thing. quarterback. Right. You know? Quarterback. Exactly. Like, there's no need for it. <laughs> One more time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One more time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, so it, it's, it's just interesting to, to see that. I mean, I, the, the dynamic for sure changed. Mm. For yeah. sure changed. Well, interesting stuff. So, okay, I have a little, um, well, not a little question, but who who was your favorite player to be on a team with? And what player did you look up to the most? It didn't even have to be on your team. And why? Um, Okay, so I'll answer that in two parts. when I first got to the night, growing up in the Bay Area, 49ers, Oakland Raiders, that is, if you play football and you make play for one of those teams, like, you made it. So there was a lot of guys that played on the Niners that I had posters of when I was in high school. Vernon Davis, Patrick Willis, you know? And I was so starstruck when I walked in the <laughs> locker room and, and was like, shit, that's Vernon Davis. Like, <laughs> that's the big dog right there. Like, that's Vern, <laughs> you know? Or like, 
just, you know, seeing all those dudes um, and just seeing how cool they were with me, how they took me under their wing. Um, you know, Pat and I used to go fishing and stuff all the time. We work out together. And, you know, they're all retired and stuff. But, uh, yeah, there's that aspect. The second part, to, answer, to really answer your question, uh, was when I was playing in Tennessee with uh, uh, Delaney Walker. He 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 was he played tight end. Um, as soon as I got there, you know, he and I both, me from California, um, he, he Delaney actually played on the 49ers when I was in high school. So he played with Vernon and P. Will, and, like, he was an OG. Mm-hmm. I think Delaney's, like, six or seven years older than me. So... He and I hung out all the time. We worked out all the time. You know, we take trips together and stuff like that. Um, I talked to him at least every two weeks. Um, I looked up to him because I just saw just like, you know, what he would do to take care of his body while he was playing. And just how like, I mean, this will be, this will be Laney's 15th season this year. Shout out to Laney. And, And it's like the man still runs like it's his second or third year. You know, just just like just like LeBron, LeBron's still jumping out the gym like like he's a rookie, and it's like, how are you able to do that at the age of thirty plus, right? Thirty five plus. So, I mean, it, it, there's something that you're doing to take care of yourself that is enabling you to do that. Mm-hmm. So, I think you know, I mean, yeah, you watch all those guys and you see what they do on the field for football, and it's like that's great, but it's what they eat, their diet, mindset, mindset. Right. I mean, like Patrick Willis used to tell me like. You got to eat, you know, old school country dude. He's like, man, when you eat broccoli, like all the vitamins is in the stem. That's where the stem's at. <laughs> yeah. The stem is where the vitamins is. <laughs> I'm like, I grew up thinking like, you know, the top of the broccoli is where all the vitamins are like, nah, it's in the stem. <laughs> you got to eat the stem. He kept saying that. And I was like, all right, man, like eat the stem. <laughs> Words from the wise. Words from right? the wise. Words from the wise. If you get anything from this podcast, <laughs> yeah. eat the broccoli stem. Exactly. Eat the stem. <laughs> Too funny. So before we wrap this up here, mm-hmm. we have two questions. Okay. I'm going to let Chloe close you out with our, our big question. But the first question I have for you is what impact do you hope to have moving forward? Um, Moving forward, I just want to continue to impact people the way that I am. Um, I want to continue to impact people to take care of themselves, um, to to eat, eat healthy, take walks, drink water, um, eat a salad every now and then. I, I think that like my whole rent paid movement is definitely doing that. Um, and I also want to continue to inspire young uh, professional athletes that are looking to transition out. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. Whether it be transition out of, you know, college sports, collegiate sports, or professional sports. Mm-hmm. I want to continue to inspire them to know that, you know, and I say this all the time, um, they can find the exact same success that they can find the exact same success that they found on the field. They can find that in corporate America with people who don't look like them. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm doing. You know, the amount, the same success that I had on the field, I'm finding it working with people that don't look like me. I want to continue to inspire people to not feel um, intimidated by the lack of representation, you know, in some of these big companies, tech companies, whatever, Fortune 500 companies, like, let young black, brown kids know, many women, that, like, you can do this. Right. And they want you to be in the office. <laughs> like, I mean, now more than ever. <laughs> now more than ever. Like, they, 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 they want you to be there. So, like, and there's a bag in it, too. 
Right. There's a bag in it. So, mm-hmm. you know, like don't 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 feel like the whole narrative, you know, you know, and I I'm I'm not trying to contradict with anybody's hustle, but like, you know, the whole aspect of like not working for the man and being your own boss and all that type of stuff, like that's cool. You can do that, but you can do that within working for the quote unquote man. Like that can be your your financial backing, your leverage, you know, or your idea that you can get from doing that that you can get from working in there that you can take and do your own thing with. Mm-hmm. It's gotta start somewhere. Because I'd be damned if it just comes from looking at Instagram memes all day. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> right. Man. Like, I mean, like, that's not it. Yeah. A word. A word. Proud of mm-hmm. you and tr- your transition, KG. Mm-hmm. For Thank real. You. Thank you for sharing. Of course. So where can people find Rent rent Paid um, and, on, and join you? On, on my Instagram feed. Okay. Um, my Kevin.Green. Perfect. That's it. Kevin.Green. Yeah. yeah. Kevin.Green. Uh, e at the end of green? Or e at the end of green. Okay. But I think it, it'll just pop up. Yeah. Dope. Yeah, just uh, you know, because he's that guy. <laughs> we have another. Guy. We have another that. Another, another that guy. guy. <laughs> right. It'll, it'll just. He's like, it'll up. be yeah. the first one. Don't yeah. worry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Green, I am he. He is I. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So I think you know, if if you run across me on Instagram, you take a video or a picture of yourself working out. Just you know, say rent. Have, do the hashtag rent pay. Tag me. Tag some of your friends. Let them know that you're out there working, and it just spreads like wildfire. Love it. Yeah. Um, okay, and in closing, our last question for you: What is your definition of journey? My definition of journey is mm, my definition of journey is you. Oh, I got it! I got a perfect one. I got a perfect one. <laughs> Give it to us! Give it to us! <laughs> okay, it is you. Proving others wrong from what is expected of you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Continua Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our Continua experience or have any questions based on the topic of this episode, DM us on Instagram at the Continua. Journey with us.